I feel good tonight, amen? Maybe I shouldn't have wore this sweater. I'm hot. Man, kind. It's good to be in the Lord's house tonight. Uh, it's always good to be in the Lord's house, whether you inside a church house or out under a shade tree or whatever it is that you're doing. It's always good to be with your brothers and sisters in Christ and and uh, worshiping Jesus. How many of you ever felt like you, you've been in that through the fire moment? You ever been there? Man, I want to tell you something. You know, my son Jedediah is a cancer survivor. We sure felt like we went through the fire. He took us through the fire on that one. But not just on those type of things. It's an everyday struggle, seems like. Because that devil, he don't play around, does he? That devil, he don't put simple things in front of you. He knows you get through that. He tries to really drag you down. But I want to encourage you tonight, and you all know this because I know who your pastor is. But I want to encourage you tonight... I want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that no matter what that devil throws at you, our God is greater. Amen? Our God is greater. When the Bible says greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world, that's what it means. Amen? Man. Turn with me to Matthew tonight. I I really am glad to be here. I get tired of preaching to my people. (laughs) They said they could... Now, they're just here for the ice cream or something like that. That's all they're... Brother George, you're going to be proud of me, buddy. Somebody called me a Baptist the other day. I didn't know how to take it. They called me What is trade? No, no. I've been feeling really good in my spirit here lately. You know, a lot of times the devil, he'll try to attack you and he'll try to drag you down, do all those things. But, man, when you come to the knowledge of the fact that God has already won. Jesus has already won. You know that? And if you'll claim that and you'll begin to walk in the victory that He's already provided, there's not much the devil can do to you. Do you know that? Anyway, we're going to be in Matthew, the ninth chapter. And I don't know why the Lord laid this particular uh, Scripture on me this week, but He really did. And uh, It was Monday morning, as a matter of fact, and I was there uh, kind of by myself. and I was just reading my Bible. The devil, he was... He was getting after me on Monday morning, you know, have a great service on Sunday, you know, and man, you're shooting fireworks off on Sunday night, you know, and all those things. Then Monday morning rolls around, you don't have everybody there with you. The old devil comes after you. You, ever, you know what I'm talking about? So he's after me like that, and I'm reading my Bible, and I'm praying, and I'm talking to the Lord, and uh, I come across this passage of Scripture, and I've read it a million times in my life, but uh, uh, he just uh, laid it on me again. So let's read it. Ninth chapter, verse 1. It says, So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. And then, behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be a good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. I like how it writes that. At once. At once. So this man is paralyzed and he's got some good friends. Anybody in here think they got friends that are good enough to carry you up to the top of the roof and lower you down in there? You better have a bunch of them if you're going to pick me up that high and lower them down. But the friends lower him down there and Jesus sees it and because of their faith, he says to the man, not because of the paralytic's faith, but because of his friend's faith, he says, son, be a good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Now that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? 
What greater thing is there than for the Son of God to say, your sins are forgiven? There's no greater thing than that, is there? But look at what it says. It says immediately some of the scribes begin to get mad about that. How many of you have ever been around somebody? You start doing what the Lord wants you to do and things begin happening in your life and almost at an instant people are mad about it. You know what? I've called George. I said, George, I'm coming over on this Sunday night. And instantly he was aggravated. <laughs> Not really. But at once, the scribes begin to say, This man blasphemed. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your heart? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the man, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he rose and departed to his house. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to him. Bow with me tonight. Lord, I thank you for everything you've done. I thank you for bringing us together tonight. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity to share this word. And Lord, I ask you to anoint it. I ask you move me completely and totally out of the picture. And just let it be you. Let it be your word, Lord. Let it be what you have for us tonight, Lord. We don't need what I have, but we need what you have. So I just, I'm giving this to you, Lord. And I ask you just take with it and do what you'd have with it, Lord. And I ask you just anoint it. Let it be you tonight. Let it be your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this man, he instantly, when the man gets there... He says, your sins are forgiven. And the, the Pharisees immediately begin to say, this guy's blaspheming. Well, Jesus is God. He knows their thoughts. And he says, why are you thinking evil thoughts? He says, which is easier for me to do? Is it easier for me to say, your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk? Which one's easier? I'm the son of man is what he's saying. He says, so what I'm going to do is, I'm going to heal this man for one reason. I'm going to heal this man so that you will know that not only do I have the power to heal, but I have the power to forgive sins. And so he says, okay man, rise up, get up, take up your bed, get your stuff and go to the house. And that's what he did. So the scribes and Pharisees, you can imagine the feeling that they're having right now. They're thinking, that just burns me up, you know. The church down the road has got more people than I do and that just drives me crazy. That's the mindset that they're in. But what I want to go, where I want to go with this tonight, and what I want you to look at is, I want you to look at what Jesus says. He says, For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Arise up and walk? But that you may know, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And we know that He went on and healed them. Let me ask you this tonight. Okay, this may, be a, this may be a little bit different kind of sermon than what I normally preach. But this is the way the Lord, He really has, the way the Lord laid it on me. So I'm sure it's for somebody here tonight. Let me ask you a question. In your everyday struggle, let's say you're diagnosed with a terrible disease. Or you, you have an accident and something happens to you. You find yourself in a bad way. Which is more important to you? Is it more important to you that your sins are forgiven or that Jesus will go ahead and heal you? Like that. Now think about that. We all say, oh, our sins are forgiven, you know. But if you're in that position, our day-to-day life, when we're not in the middle of the church house and all those things are going on, which is more important to you? 
But Jesus healed this man for a simple reason. He healed him so that they could see that he had power to heal this man. But not only that he was true and had power to heal this man, but he had power to forgive sins. And it brought me to this. You know what our job is here? When we pray for healing, or we pray for God to bless us, or we pray for God to do something miraculous in our life, do you know why he does that? Number one, because he loves us. But number two, he wants us to show the world that he and he alone has the power to forgive sins. Amen. You say, Josh, what are you getting at? Here's what I'm getting at. Well, all the time when we were going through Jed's battle or when the girls are sick or when something terrible is going on in my life, I'm always flipping through here and finding scriptures where Jesus parted the water or calmed the storm or he fed the 5,000 these miraculous miracles and thank God, do that for me. I'm in that shape. That's what I need now. Lord, heal me. Heal my son. Heal my family. Whatever it is, Lord, bless me. But the reason I'm praying that is because I need Him. I'm in a bad shape and I need Him to take care of something for me. And I'm sure that was the cry of this man that day. But Jesus did not heal him simply so that he could be made well. He healed him because he wanted people to know that he could heal them of the greatest disease that has ever been known to man, which is sin. Do you know that this world is sin sick? We don't have to look very far to see that, do we? The world that we live in, the society that we live in is awful and getting worse each day. I was sharing with my Sunday school class this morning about... How many of you know the Disney Channel? It's okay. You can admit it. We know the Disney Channel. Who watches the Disney... George, you spend a lot of time watching the Disney Channel. It's mostly our kids, isn't it? Do you know the other day on the Disney Channel, I, I saw this with my eyes. They introduced the first homosexual family on TV on the Disney Channel. Now, who's going to be sitting there watching that? Am I going to be? No, but my kids might be. The devil's slipping in that way. Our society is crumbling right before our eyes. The way of the world is turning from the way that we always knew it to be into a completely different direction. Satan has a grip and a stronghold on our country from the United States government all the way down to the United States citizen. He's in. His foot's here. And so Jesus looks at us and He recognizes that we have a great disease and it's called sin. And it's everywhere amongst us. Look how many chairs are in this building and how many people are actually here but you could probably go to every bar down on the strip and find them full that's the society that we live in we have a great disease among us church do you know that and it's called sin it's called sin and Jesus wants to take that sin away Jesus wants to heal that sin Jesus wants to save that sinner so he looks at us old church people who can be the most ridiculous Not Pleasant Hill, but other one. People that there are. He looks at those church people and he says, You know what? I love them. And I don't want them to hurt. I'm going to heal them. But I'm not just healing them for that. I'm healing them so that they can go show the world that I have the power to forgive sins. What I'm getting around to tonight is that your life is a testimony. Not just while you're in the church. Your life is a testimony every day of the week that you live. Whether you're at work. Whether you're at school. Whether you're at ball games. Whether you're at your hobbies. Whatever it may be. Your life is a testimony. And when people see you, do they see someone who has a Savior? that has the power to take away their sin. Did they see you? 
do they see someone who has a Savior, who has a power to help them out in their time of need? When they see you, do they see your Savior? Or do they just see an old church person? There's a big difference. Jesus said, <laughs> which is easier? I can heal this man with a snap of my finger, or I can forgive his sin with a snap of a finger. But I'm going to heal him for one reason. So that you may know I can forgive sins. What kind of picture are we painting to the world today, church? Pleasant Hill's going to be saying, when you bring in a visiting preacher, he's supposed to preach joy and hallelujah. He's not. <laughs> what kind of picture are we painting today, church? Are we painting a picture of a church of people that come in and they shout and they're happy, but they don't want to necessarily bring in that old rotten, worthless, dirty sinner? We want to keep them back there. Are we painting a picture to people? Look, the only time we're supposed to keep it in here is when we're in here worshiping. The rest of the time it's supposed to be out there. Are we painting a picture of a people that have a Savior so powerful that not only can He heal their physical ailment. Not only can He bless them when there doesn't seem like there's anything to bless with. Not only can He provide for their every need. Not only can He do this or not only can He do that. But He has the power to forgive your sin. He has the power to save you from a devil's hell. When Jedediah went through his cancer journey. You better believe I prayed for God to heal my son. And He did. And I thank Him so much for that. He healed my son in a miraculous way. And I can't tell you, there is thousands of thousands of times that I've shared that testimony with people that I didn't even know. I'll just share. There's very few of my sermons that go through without a little humor in them. Okay, I'll tell you a couple of little stories about sharing this testimony. Any of y'all familiar with the Big Buck Classic over there in Little Rock? I know you are. How many, how many have ever had a buck in that thing? We better pray after church. We're over there at the Big Buck Classic. You talk about taking a light to a dark world. Sharing Jet Outdoors, we're over there, boy, and we got our Bibles. I look down through there, there's Miller Light. They're handing out their beers, and we're handing out our Bibles, you know. <laughs> yeah. What one are you amening? <laughs> <laughs> altar call time altar call time so we're over there we're over there and they're walking through and they got their big old beer you know and they're doing this and, and I've already told my guys I said, you know we're here we're here to, to take a light to a dark place and we're standing there and, and this old boy he walks up and he he, he he looks you know normal he don't have a beer or anything he walks up and he's standing there you know, kind of like this. And I'm standing there, and, I, and and we did get the award for most enthusiastic bunch over there, okay? <laughs> so we're standing there. And I said, how's it going, man? How's it going? So I began to tell Jed's story, and man, I'm telling him how God's healed him, and how he can do the same for him, you know, and this man, I'm telling you, he's soaking it up. He's standing there just like he ain't moved. He's just... And boy, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm really weighing in. I'm fixing to get around to the point, you know. And he stands there, and right in the middle of my talking, he looks at me and said, I'll tell you one thing. I said, huh? <laughs> what? I mean, I was like, I'm preaching here. Hang on. He's like, I'll tell you one thing. I said, what's that? He said, <laughs> I ain't never killing a bear again. <laughs> I said, what? 
ain't never killing a bear again. You're not here, are you? Make sure. I said, <laughs> I said, uh, how come? <laughs> he said, this ain't right. Looks like a man or something like that. About that time, his wife walks up and says, hey, you forgot this. And there's this big old 20 thing beer. There he <laughs> back. I looked at Matthew. I said, uh, I don't know what the point in all that was. <laughs> sharing that story and you share that story and you share it and you're not sharing it so people to know about Jed you're sharing it so people will know what God has done and what God has the power to do we shared Jesus to people that my goodness probably hadn't been to church in 20 years some of them swear they beat the door down every Sunday but I just don't know if I believe it or not (laughs) Matthew can tell you that the point is this God gives us personal testimonies, not just so we can be made well. He gives us personal testimonies to go out and do something with it. So that people will know that He is good. So that people will know that He has power. He has power to heal a child with a rare and aggressive cancer. He has that power. But He has even greater power. He has power to forgive sins. The Bible tells us not to fear the one that can take our life, but to fear the one that can take your life and cast it into hell. Don't Worry so much about this life. Worry about the next life. And when He does something wonderful and miraculous in your life, don't bottle it up. Take it out and share with the world so that they'll know what kind of Savior you serve. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for what He has the power to do. You say, well, Josh, He's never really... He never really given me a testimony. Well, here's the best and most powerful testimony you can ever have. One time, I was going to hell. There was. About 10 years ago, maybe 11, I don't know, I have to count. 10 or 11 years ago, I was headed straight for a devil's hell. I was. I didn't know the Lord. I knew who the Lord was. I did. Knew all about Him. Knew who He was, but I did not know Him personally. And I found myself in a mess. I found myself divorced, all alone, sitting in an empty house by myself with about $500,000 of debt. That's a rough place to be in. And let me tell you something. That's a pretty lonely feeling. That's a feeling that you don't want to have. I didn't really have anybody to run to because all they were going to do was tell me how stupid I was. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Felt all alone. And by, I had a green recliner. And Outreach knows this story. Had a green recliner and a lamp in a 2,500 square foot house. That's empty. <laughs> Maybe a deer head. <laughs> and I felt alone. I looked down beside that green recliner and there was a Bible, an old King James Bible there. And I picked that up and I knew exactly what it was. I knew exactly what it meant. I knew exactly what it was all about. But I had to make a decision. And let me tell you something. 10 or 11 years ago, I was going to hell. But now... Aren't you glad of those but now stories? But now, I'm not going there. And it's not because I got it all figured out. It's not because I cleaned myself up. It's because I hit the ground and I began
begin to pray a prayer saying, Jesus, I don't know what to do anymore, but I know that you do, and you have the power to forgive sin. I repent of them, and He washed me clean, and where I was going, it's not where I'm going now, because I've been set free, and who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. Hallelujah. That, that is a powerful testimony. Don't ever think that you don't have something to share to people. Don't ever think that you've got to go through something terrible, terrible, before you have a great testimony. The very greatest and most powerful testimony that you'll ever have is tell someone what Jesus has done for you. And that's to secure your eternal home in heaven. That's writing your name down in the Lamb's book of life. Say, I don't know what all, you know, what all's going on in your life, but let me tell you what He's done for me. He saved my soul from a devil's hell. I was clenched and in the grasp of that old rotten devil but by the power of the blood that Jesus shed at Calvary's cross he loosed that bond and set me free and now I'm headed toward glory amen hallelujah that is what Jesus can do for you can you believe somebody called me a Baptist man whoo man God is so good amen Jesus is so good And I want to reassure you tonight, if you're struggling, if you're in a bad place in your life, let me tell you something. There is but one way, but one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's one way, and that's through Jesus. You'll fight all day long trying to get out of it, and you'll never succeed. You might bury it, or you might numb it for a little while, but it'll always come roaring back. But when Jesus wipes it clean, it's not there anymore. And He sets you free of it. And sometimes He gives you a great testimony like a child cancer uh, healing or or this or that. But sometimes He says, you were a rotten sinner and now you're not because of the blood that I shed. Whatever the case may be, He doesn't perform these acts in our life. He doesn't help us out in our life just so we can bottle it up. He, He performs them and helps us and blesses us and heals us so it will. We may show the world that the Savior that we have has the power to save the world. Amen. That's why He did it. An interesting story that comes to my mind. When Jesus and His disciples were out on the rough sea. You ever been out on a rough sea like that? Let me tell you something. I've been out on one one time. Me and my grandpa, Colt knows him. Old Jazz, he passed away this past summer. How hard it just hurt me terrible. I'm telling you, he had such an influence on my life. I love him. My craziness about hunting and fishing and outside and all that stuff come from him. He was a man that shaped my life. Anyway, we were out on that water one day fishing. And my grandpa, when he'd be fishing, he was in a whole different world. He was deaf anyway, he couldn't hear nothing. And he'd always but but this man was terrified of storms two or three raindrops hit he's going to the storm cellar he's there but I can still see him standing up on the front of that boat running that trolling motor and he always in the summertime we get out on them deep points and fish those flukes and he'd be out there and he'd be doing that he'd say come on bass come on bass come on bass and I'm standing back there ready to go you know he's up there just boy he's doing that and I'm back there and I'm hinting around ready to go and he's not listening and all of a sudden there's this big old thunderstorm starts brewing over here and I'm, boy, I'm out there in Colt. Know where we're at? Was out there on that big point off Blue Slate Road. I know y'all know where it's at. Anyway, 
He's up there fishing. About that time, you hear boom, 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 thunder. I'm looking around there, and he just, he's just getting it, boy. Come on, son. Get up there. Come on, bass. Boom, 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 boom. You hear that thunder? You look over there, and you see them clouds coming a little closer, and he's just, you know, he's still. And the boy, they get a little closer, a little closer. And, you know, I'm putting my fishing pole up, and I'm sitting down in the seat, and he's still up there, just, ooh, you know, doing that. But next thing I know, that lightning pops, and, it, you know, it might have hit the trolling motor. I ain't sure, but it was just. Right there, and he turns around. He looks. He said, "It's about the storm." <laughs> and I'm, you know, he couldn't hear me. I'm back there saying, "When do you go? When do you go? Come on, man." That's all he's doing. He's like, "It's about the storm." I said, "Do you think?" You know. So, boy, I mean, he throws that stuff around. We load up and we hit the waves, and that boat is just boom, boom. You know. And I look over there, and he's just boom. <laughs> And I'm just thinking, Lord, if you get me to the bank, I'll never go out with him again. We get just inside of the boat dock up there and the bottom falls out of it and we are just soaking wet. He run that thing up on that trailer and we got out of Dodge, drenched. You talk about a long ride home. The whole time I'm wanting to say, what in the world was you thinking? But it's your grandpa. You can't say that, you know. So he's driving home, you know. <laughs> but the Lord got me through that rough water. I don't even remember where I was going with this story. <laughs> Jesus and his disciples was out on that rough water. I can relate to them. I didn't think I was going to make it that day. I promise you. Oh, Jazz, he done got us... Stranded. <laughs> and let me tell you, if you get stranded with him out there, the only thing you got to eat is a fried potato and mayonnaise sandwich. And I don't know if anybody wants that, but that's what he had. But I can relate to those disciples. They were pretty bad shape out there, wasn't they? Rough water. Storm. Can you imagine being out in that type of a sea and that type of a storm in an old wooden boat like they must have been in? But Jesus was down there asleep, wasn't he? And he knew that the storm was going to happen, didn't he? He knew it. He's God. He's all one. He knew that storm was going to happen, and he knew their reaction. And so the storm gets crazy, and y'all know the story. He, they call Jesus, and Jesus comes up, and he says, Peace be still. And everything calms down. And I'll promise you, that happened for one reason. Because there's not a whole bunch of people looking. All that's there is the disciples and Him. That happened so that they would know that He has great power. Tonight, church, if you leave here with anything, I want you to know, first of all, that if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, that He has the power to forgive your sin. Second of all, I want you to leave here knowing that the reason that He displays His power to you from time to time is so that you can share it to the world. Share it to the world so that they'll know that He has the power because that lost society that we live in is going to go to hell if they do not meet Jesus. If they don't meet Jesus. Can we do that? Can we share Jesus? Can we share Him with the world? You say, well, I don't really know how to share Him. Go to a Big Buck Classic. Just do something. Just do something. Let's share Jesus. Let's share with people the one that we know 
can forgive sins. Let's all stand tonight. <clears throat> We're going to have an invitation. Some of you, y'all have, y'all have anything? <laughs> yeah. We're going to have an invitation tonight. We're going to open up these altars in the front. And I want you to come down. Before you can ever go take your testimony to the world, you've got to make sure that you know Jesus. You've got to get it right here. So now as they begin to play, when they start playing, and the music starts, I want you just to come on down. I want you just to give it to Jesus. I want you just to let Him take control of your heart tonight. If you're struggling with something, take it to Jesus. The Bible tells us, He says, cast all your cares on Him because He cares for you. He said He took all that iniquity and He nailed it to the cross. So just come on down and just lay it at His feet tonight. Let's just pray while they're getting ready. Father, I come to you and I thank you so much for your blessing. I thank you so much for everything that you do for us. Lord, I ask you move in this altar service. Let your anointing power be so evident it's overwhelming, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this night. And I ask you just move in a powerful way in this altar service. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The altars are open. Y'all come on down tonight. Come on down.